Wow. Good morning, Church of Life family. I feel the presence of God in this place. I don't know about you. Amen. Holy Spirit's here today. So we welcome you to all of our online family. We welcome all of you in person today. We know that God is going to reach you right where you're at this morning. So if you want to go ahead and just stand with us all across this room. We've been in here since early this morning praying. And I pray that you feel the presence of God right where you're at. And we just know that today God is going to do some mighty things in your life. Listen, we don't just come to church uh, just for some songs and a word and leave. But we know that we're coming into this place with expectation. Amen. Amen. So let's go ahead and lift our hands in this place. Will we give you praise in this room? We start out early, right at 930. We say, Holy Spirit, come and do what you want to do in this place. Jesus, we give you the glory. Jesus, we give you the honor. We give you the praise. And we know miracles are going to come forth from this house. God, I pray that a fire would come out from our spirits today, knowing that you're going to change us, not just for a moment, but for eternity. So we give you honor. We give you glory. And we say, Jesus, do a work in us today. We give you the glory and all the praise. So come on, let's worship in this house, church.
Somebody declare. There is power in the name of Jesus. Power in your name. Come on, say it again. There is power. There is power in the name of Jesus. <laughs> power in your name. Yes, God. Yeah. There is power in the name of Woo! Jesus. Yeah. Power in your name. Things change. Things change when we call you Jesus. Things change. Things change when we call your name. Things change.
lifted and hearts lifted hands up <laughs> hearts open wide we love you Jesus come on come on all across the room just lift your hands this morning you know Sunday mornings are really interesting because you don't have to get your kids ready for school you don't have to get ready to go to work and I know we're coming to church but sometimes we kind of drag in here a little bit it's a little cloudy today it's a little foggy today uh, you know, you had a busy Saturday with your kids and your family and stuff. But as we were praying in here this morning, I just felt impressed uh, to release this word concerning desperation. Yes. And, and, you know, as we begin to sing this song about something happens when I call the name of Jesus, that's truth. Amen? And so I know maybe you're here for the first time today. Maybe you're still trying to shake yourself and wake yourself up and get your coffee and shake the sleepy off. But I want to just encourage you today, before we sing another song, and before we play another note, and before we go a second further, to put all of your attention and all of your focus on Jesus. Push every distraction aside. Push every barrier that would keep you yeah, from yeah, coming yeah. to him aside. And let's position ourselves like the blind man on the side of the road. Really interesting story that is, as Jesus began to pass by, he realized that Jesus was coming. So the first thing we've got to do is you got to realize that Jesus is in this place. This come morning. on, come on. Still asleep. Come Still on. asleep. Jesus is in this room this Woo! morning. Come on. The word of God says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. And it's really interesting. Um, as Jesus began to pass by, he began to cry out. He began to lift his voice. And he began to cry out for Jesus. Son of David, have mercy on me. He began to reach out for the thing that he knew was available to him in the moment that Jesus was passing by. And he didn't, he didn't lift his voice and cry out to Jesus because Jesus was hard of hearing. Come on, come on. He didn't lift up his voice and cry out to Jesus because Jesus didn't see him. He lifted his voice and he cried out to Jesus because there was a desperation on the inside of him that says, I don't want to leave here the way I came. My miracle is passing me by and I don't want to miss it. And so I'm going to cry out in desperation and say, son of David, have mercy on me. And boom, miraculously, he was healed. So what I want us to do before we go on is just begin to lift our voice like this song declared. We're about to do it again. Lift up the name of Jesus and let's let a sound of desperation ring out of this place today. There's something different on someone who's desperate. Yeah. Someone who's passive and just kind of hand in your pocket, I don't care if I get anything or not, is going to get nothing. Amen. But someone who's hungry, someone who's desperate, someone who needs a touch from God, someone who wants to experience the goodness of God, the glory of God, the power of his presence, there's something that happens when you begin to cry out in desperation. So I want you to do this with me all over the room. I know you may be new, you're not comfortable with this, but if you are, come on, lift your hands with me all over the room. Let's just begin to 
here in a moment lift our voices and cry out to Jesus and let's just invite the presence of God to fill this room father this morning with our hands raised and our hearts lifted to you we say come Lord Jesus and fill this place we cry out the name of Jesus in this room come on church somebody with desperation in your heart begin to join me this morning and lift up a sound of desperation and just begin to cry out the name of Jesus Jesus Jesus, come and heal us in this room today. Come and deliver us in this room today. Come and fix every broken thing in this room today. Come on, somebody lift up a shout of praise and let's lift up Jesus in this room today. Come on, somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. We lift your name. We lift your name. We lift your name. Yeah. Come on, hands up. Hands up, hearts open wide as the sky. We lift you high. We lift you high. Hands up.
salvation in any other name the Bible declares that the name of Jesus every knee shall bow every tongue shall confess at the name of who I said at the name of who somebody call his name somebody call his name there's no more powerful name there's not a higher name there's not a glorious name in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, last time, let all, let all the other names fade away, we declare, we declare it, let all the other names fade away, till there's only you, let all the other names fade away, Jesus, Jesus, take your Jesus, Jesus, take your Jesus, 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 We love you, Jesus,
so much power in your name. So much power in your name. so used to looking for the next thing that we miss the main thing so let's just let's just allow the holy spirit to move in your heart today allow the holy spirit to speak to you thank you lord we we love your presence god we honor your presence in this room today jesus thank you lord i don't know if you realize it or not but when you came in this room today you walked into an environment that has been prayed over you walked into an environment that's been fasted over you walked into an environment where we've contended that, that we would host the presence of God well in such a way that, that things change when you walk into this environment. This morning I got here about 7.50 or so and there were two men already in here praying, just stirring the water in this room, just, just stoking the fire so that when you came in this room today that the atmosphere of this place would override even your atmosphere. You know, because sometimes we come in carrying stuff. Sometimes we come in dealing with things. Sometimes our mind's not right. Sometimes our spirit's not right. But, but in this atmosphere, yeah. this is an environment where God rules and God reigns. Amen? It's interesting. You take a palm tree out of a tropical environment and you put it up in Alaska and it dies. Right? Certain things can only live in certain environments. Come on. And, and so, so you have an understanding of what's happening here today. This is, this is an environment where the supernatural can thrive. We, we've created an environment where, where dead things come back to life. Created an environment where, where healing can happen and where deliverance can happen and, and broken hearts can be mended and, and God can absolutely do the impossible. So, so as we get ready to pray here in just a moment, I want you to understand that's the kind of environment that you're in. And let's begin to align our expectation with that. 
And maybe you didn't come in here expecting anything, but when you stepped over the threshold of this room, you stepped into a place of glory and fire and anointing where, where God can do anything. Most of you guys know this, but if you're new here today, my wife and I, we have a, a three and a half, almost four-year-old. And, yeah, it's crazy, right? He's almost four. <laughs> so, you know how when little kids fall and they skin their knee or they stub their toe or they hit their elbow or whatever, you know, their first, I don't know where, where we got this. So we say, Mommy, Daddy, kiss it and make it better or whatever. You know, it's like usually kids say that. But we've trained Harrison to, instead of say, Mommy, Daddy, kiss it, to say, Mommy, Daddy, pray for it. I need you to pray for it. You know, it's funny that, that whatever you've trained yourself to do will come out in moments of pressure, moments of pain, whatever's in you comes out of you. And, and, it's, and it's so cool to see that his initial reaction is, Mommy, Daddy, pray for it. And so whatever you're walking through, whatever you're facing today, your initial reaction, your default shouldn't be worry. Your default shouldn't be stressed. Your default shouldn't be to take control and try to handle it yourself. Your default should be pray for it. Let's pray for it. Prayer is always a good answer. Amen. Prayer is always a good thing. And so I even want to share this passage of scripture with you here today. It's in Philippians chapter 4. I think most of you know it, but I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. And Mikey, if you can pull that up for me. I was going to do it on my phone, but I think I'm having technical difficulties. Y'all pray for me. I need a new phone. But Philippians 4, uh, the passage where it talks about praying for everything and worrying about nothing. Here we go. All right, so this is what it says. I love this in Philippians 4, chapter 6. I'm sorry, chapter 4, verse number 6. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. Listen to this. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Christ Jesus. So I just want to pray for you and your family and for your home today as, as we're in this moment of miracles, in this environment of miracles. And just believe that whatever you're facing, whatever you're walking through, that, that we don't have to worry about it. We can pray about it. And we can tell God every little detail. Some of you, you're going through things that maybe you think, oh, God doesn't really care about that. I want to tell you that God cares about every detail of your life. Amen? There are people in this room that need healing in their physical bodies. There are people that are not here that are watching online that need healing in their physical bodies. Uh, there are people that need joy restored to them. There are people that need peace in their homes. There are people that need financial breakthrough. Whatever it is you need from God. He's here today to answer that prayer and to fulfill that need. So let's do this again. I want you to lift your hands with me all over the room and let's pray. Let's do exactly what this scripture says. Let's tell God every detail and let's trust him to give us the answer. God, I pray today in Jesus' name as you're moving in this place, as faith has been stirred in this atmosphere, that miracles begin to happen right now. We just declare as we begin to speak about this being an environment of the supernatural that this is an environment where cancer cannot live in Jesus' name. That this is an environment where depression cannot live in Jesus' name. This is an environment where fear and anxiety cannot live in Jesus' name. That this is an environment where chains fall off. This is an environment where breakthrough happens. This is an environment where, where blessing happens. And so today, in Jesus' name, we partner with heaven and we ask your kingdom come. 
your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let, let an environment of heaven be released in this place today. Healing for every physical body in this room today. Mending for every broken heart today. Joy for mourning. Gladness and, and joy for heaviness in Jesus' name. We thank you for breakthrough in this room today. We thank you that you reign and that you rule and that you are good and that you are in control and you are faithful in Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe that, I want you to lift your voice and give God your best praise and tell him that he's worthy and that he's faithful and that he's good. Come on, lift up a shout of praise. Lift up a shout of praise. Come on, tell him he's good. Thank you, God. We thank you for healing. We thank you for your faithfulness, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody shout amen. Amen. Come on, do it again. Shout it like you mean it. Amen. 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 Come on, turn to somebody and give them some love as we get ready to, to transition here and tell them God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we are so delighted that you're here. We welcome you to the church live today. If this is one of your first times with us, we say we're so welcome. And, and those of you that are, are listening online, and, and you know, Ryan, I'm just so right on with you that today about, about the victory forward. And um, just, again, just wanting to declare over our families today, I just felt that so strongly and, and sensed what he was doing there. And so... Um, would you just do that with me again right now? Let's, you know, when families are going through stuff, uh, we need partnership, you know? And so right now, for those that aren't here, I'm going to ask this body that's present to really agree over those that are listening online. Would you do that with me right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, anything that they're um, in great need of right now, Father, we just, um, we just declare victory in these homes we just declare victory over over our loved ones that are lost come on there's some parents right now pray for them like it's your family we pray over them that that those that are lost will return the prodigal will come home come on in jesus name and those again that are needing of, of healing in the house that just the healing uh, salve of the Holy Ghost is just oozing uh, upon the, the homes that are in need of healing right now. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Come on, family. This family is agreeing with the families not here. Come on. Let's just not rush like, like Ryan said a minute ago. We're just agreeing right now. Those that are feeling uh, a discord, like dividing the family, the enemy causing great confusion. We just uh, pray over the head of the house. The spiritual head of the house would take their rightful position right now in Jesus' name and begin to cleanse that house from that spirit of dissension. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you for it. We thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you for being in prayer agreement. Amen. This is what church family does, right? All across the world, the church is coming together, and I'm so thankful for that. So again, those of you that are listening online, maybe this is your first time. We just say welcome to the Church Alive. There's so many things happening. We ask that you just 
make sure that you stay aware of what's going on and, and know that on Tuesday mornings we also have a great time of prayer agreement. And, and that's a Facebook Live time of agreement. So get on there and join with us. Church Alive is in a prayer all the time, but Tuesday is our family day of prayer. So we thank you for that. You know, I'm going to ask our ushers to come forward right now. And as I was praying this morning, all of this was just coming to me so fervently about family. And you know, there might be some families right now that are just um, struggling financially, uh, you know, wondering about the future, wondering about maybe even some youth that are in, in school, college, wondering about, you know, the things that are, 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 are ahead. And so, you know, there is a great guarantee that the Word of God says that if you will tithe, you will rebuke the devourer. Amen. So if you are concerned, right now is your moment. If you ushers will come, right now is your moment to take an actual act of, of empowerment over your financial situation and believe God for what he can do in your finances. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that God said that? He said, I will rebuke the devourer. And so I, I think that's an amazing decree that you can do over your family. So right now, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for this opportunity to sow into the kingdom. And I thank you for your promise that the enemy cannot steal what you have entrusted us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Amen, amen. God bless you as you give. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. You guys doing well today? Everybody good in the house this morning? If you're good in the house, say yes. If you're good in the house, say yes. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm excited to be here today. I'm excited to worship with you guys. You look good. Turn to the person next to you and say you look good. Don't lie about it. That's good. Amen. Amen. Excited what, for what God is doing. Just really feel the presence of God and the goodness of God. I just want to tag on there with, uh, in regards to your giving and your finances. Uh, and just to know that God is good always. And he's always faithful. Amen. His plan is to always prosper you. And uh, the Bible says that even as your soul prospers, that you would prosper and be in health. Amen? Something else I want to mention to you as we get ready for the holiday season is that we always partner with Hillcrest Children's Home in Hot Springs and uh, help provide Christmas gifts for kids that would not have Christmas gifts otherwise. Uh, they're, they're at a children's home, an orphanage, and uh, don't have don't have family, and we want to be family to them. We want to be the kingdom to them, and so it's cool to be able to sow into their life and uh, there's a Christmas tree out here. When you come out, you go to the left. There's an angel tree, Christmas tree there. You can go out. You can sign up. Uh, and there's something else that's kind of cool this year. Uh, how many of you guys shop on Amazon? I think I have two or three Amazon deliveries a day at my house. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I shop on Amazon too, so I can, it's not all my wife, but maybe 90, 10. Uh, anyway. So, like, uh, if you shop on Amazon, you know that it's really easy, it's convenient, right? So something that they're doing really cool this year is these kids have created wish lists on Amazon. And so uh, we can uh, see their wish list and then actually have the gifts shipped directly to them. So a lot of times what we do is we go buy them, you guys bring them here, we deliver them there. Uh, but that's a cool thing that you can do. And all you kids in the house, I'm sure you know, but parents, let you, hey, Amazon wish lists are awesome. Like, get on there and make a wish list, right? Then you don't, you don't get stuff you don't want. Hey, somebody say amen. <laughs> amen. Praise God. Otis, Otis felt that by the Spirit. He's going to go home and wake, make an Amazon wish list now. All right. Praise God. 
Praise God. Well, listen, we're about to get into this, this word today. Uh, but before we do, uh, I've got a little video I want to show you. And for those of you watching online, I just want to make you aware of this video uh, is a video that we don't have the rights to stream. And so you'll have just a brief two or three minute cutout uh, while we show this people this video to the people in house. It's good to be in the house. All right. So, uh, so stay with us. We'll be right back. And uh, we're going to watch this video. God is good. Amen. God is good. Let's uh, make sure that we're on track here with the right stuff on the screen and ready to go. Amen. God is good. So 
Before we get into this word today, I want to take a moment. I know we've done a lot of stuff, maybe some housekeeping stuff uh, that, that we just have to do. It's a part of what we, we do here as a family, so you understand and know what's going on. But I want you to do this with me. I want you to stretch your hands out in front of me, in front of you, I'm sorry. Just like you're going to receive a gift. And I just want to pray over this word today. I want to pray over this atmosphere. I want to pray over your homes like we've already done, but I also want to pray over our city, over our state, and over our nation. Right now, just uh, for, for all that's happening, and that we would believe God that he is in control, amen, and, and just, just believe God that in these moments today that we would be transformed. So God, we stretch our hands out to you, knowing and believing that you are real and that you are here, that you're in this room. We didn't come in this, this place today just to go through the motions, just to hear a cute little word and go home and get our lunch and take our nap. We are here today to be transformed by the living, powerful, anointed word of God. And so we ask you today to come and move in our hearts. We ask you today to speak clearly and directly to us. Today, God, we pray for our city. We pray for our state. We pray for our nation. We just declare these words today that this nation still belongs to Jesus. We declare these words today that this nation still belongs to Jesus. We thank you, God. We contend for revival and outpouring and just a mighty move of a last day revival with mass repentance and, and miracles and signs and wonders like, like nothing our eyes have ever seen before, like nothing our ears have ever heard before. We believe you for it. And we thank you that you're moving in this place today. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Everybody say amen. 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 All right, if you've got your Bible, go ahead and get it out and let's turn to uh, Matthew chapter number 5. We'll come there in just a moment. Um, but but as, we are, as we are getting ready for this word today, you know that's follow a lot of pastors and leaders and, and, uh, and people on, on social media, which, man, social media is dangerous these days. I just want to throw that out there that I know that we all feel like it's a, a key component to our existence but it might be better for you to get off there for a little bit. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, but, you know, I've heard a lot today about uh, concerning everything happening in our nation, words that are going to be released, all kinds of different things, all kinds of different veins, all kinds of different streams. I just, I just want to echo the truth today that God is faithful. No matter where you're at today, no matter what you're walking through today, no matter what you're political persuasion is, no matter if you're red hot for God or if you are lukewarm and ice cold, God is faithful. Amen. You know, it's interesting, Whitney and I were having a conversation a week or so ago and she was telling me she had a dream. Uh, she's had a, a couple of dreams different times that she was at uh, different places and then she was unaware that she was going to have to speak and they asked her to speak. And she said she had a dream that she was at the church where she grew up in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, it's actually at Kenneth Copeland's church, and she was there, and they asked her to come up and speak, and she said that she was kind of worried and afraid because she felt unprepared. And so as she began to walk on the stage and get ready to speak, she just felt like, what am I going to talk about, what am I going to talk about? And she said, you know what, I just felt like I should talk about the faithfulness of God. Just like I spoke earlier that our default should be prayer, in, in any moment that you're going through, your default should be the faithfulness of God. That when you face trying situations, you face difficult circumstances, uh, your, your initial reaction should not be worry. Your initial reaction should be, I don't know what this looks like. I don't know how this is going to work itself out. But I do know this. God is faithful. 
You can look back to what you've been through. You can look forward to what you're going to go through and know this, that God is faithful. Focus less on what you don't know and focus more on what you do know. That at the end of the day, God is faithful. That he always causes us to triumph. Amen. I want to tell you this, that we have to be careful. When I say careful, I mean we have to take great care to not allow the spirit of, I'm going to say blank, so you fill in the blank. The spirit of whatever the news and culture is projecting. When I say projecting, I mean trying to put on a society through through news media, through social media, through your neighbor, through attitudes, through spirits, whatever. We have to take great care to not allow that to get on us. As believers, we have to take great care to not let that stuff get in our minds, let that stuff get in our hearts, that stuff get in our attitudes, that stuff get in our emotions, amen? I want to say this again, I said it I think last time I spoke, but I heard Bill Johnson say uh, that if, if you have more of an input of news media and social media than you do the word and presence of God, then your anxiety, worry, and fear is probably self-inflicted. Amen? Amen? So I just want to encourage you that we need the spirit of God to get on us, not the spirit of the world to get on us. Amen? We need the spirit of God and the spirit of truth to get on us, not your favorite news anchor. Amen? And this is not a political conversation. This is a spiritual conversation. Amen? So uh, there's got to be more of an influence in our lives from heaven in the realm of the unseen than there is the realm of the natural and the realm of the seen. Somebody say amen. All right, take your Bibles and let's look at Matthew chapter number 5. And uh, this is a really familiar scripture, but I felt as I was preparing for today that the Holy Spirit uh, is just reminding us of who he is and who we are called to be. That, that in the midst of distraction and division and, and craziness, and I mean the truth is this year, let, let's, I, know, I know the election is kind of fresh on everyone's mind, but let's look at the year as a whole. This year has been interesting to say the least, right? You know, it's been challenging to say the least. It's been difficult to say the least. Different, right? Uh, one of our pastor friends here in town says different but doable. It's definitely doable, but it's been different, amen? You know, it's, it's, it's challenged us to, to make sure that we are founded on the true foundation of Jesus Christ and nothing else. The word of God and nothing else. But, but it's important for us to understand that, that we've got to remember who God is and who he has called us to be. And not get sucked into the vacuum of the world that is swirling around us. Amen. Um, I want to encourage you between now and the end of the year to ramp up your spiritual activity. Make room, make time in your life to pray more. Make room, make time in your life to fast more. Make, I mean, fasting around Thanksgiving is, you, you better know it's the Holy Spirit, amen? You know, uh, make room, make time in your life to slow down and hear the voice of the Lord. You're going to have to silence some other voices if you're going to hear his voice, amen? So I just want to encourage you in that. And, and, and in Matthew chapter 5, this is really familiar, um, but, but before we read it, I want to tell you this. Matthew chapter 5 through Matthew chapter number 7, you guys know this, is what we know is the Sermon on the Mount. And, and this is the longest and fullest discourse from our Savior that we have on record. Go home and read all of chapter 5, all of chapter 6, all of chapter 7. 
really powerful. We divide things by chapter and verse because that's how we have translated it. But a lot of times, these writers, there were no paragraph breaks and chapter breaks, and it was just the word, right? So go home and read these things together. Read them in different translations, uh, especially chapter 6. Chapter 6 is so good, talking about worry and anxiety and fear. There's a, there's, I know there's a, a global pandemic of coronavirus, but there is a global pandemic of fear and anxiety and worry that, man, we've got to crush by the Spirit of God. Amen? And so do that. Go home and read it. Um, but, but in this portion of Scripture, Christ has just called his disciples, and he tells them what? Come follow me. Leave everything. Come follow me, and I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Right? Get back to the basics today, church. He's called you to leave everything and follow him and be a fisher of men. Amen? Here he tells them further in chapter 5 what he has designed them to be. Matthew 5, verse number 13. We're going to read this today, but I want you to hear this as if Jesus was having this conversation with you. Imagine Jesus speaking this directly to the disciples, and I want you to position yourself to hear this as Jesus saying this directly to you today. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It's good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You are the salt of the earth, and you are the light of the world. I want to say it again. You you, from Greenbrier, Arkansas, from Damascus, Arkansas, from Conway, Arkansas, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Amen? We've got to be that today in this hour more than ever before. Salt seasons and flavors food. How many of you guys out there like salt? Come on, I mean, it's okay, it's a safe place in here. I like salt, salt's good. Uh, my wife and I really like salt. You know, it's funny, when, when she cooks, and she, she's really good at cooking a lot of things, but she's amazing at making mashed potatoes, and everybody always wonders why her mashed potatoes taste so good, and it's really easy. Lots of salt and lots of butter, amen, <laughs> right? But salt makes everything better. Salt is good. Look, some of you people, when we have these church fellowships where we used to be able to bring these dishes together, you know, and have these potlucks. Maybe we'll get back there someday. You know, I used to hate on church potlucks, and now you wish you could have one, right? You know, these church potlucks. And uh, you always know who the good cooks are because their food is salty. Amen? <laughs> uh, salty food is good food. And if you're the weird person that doesn't like salt, then we'll pray for you later, right? But, but salt makes everything better. Amen? And, and you know, if I, if I was going to be, I'm not, I'm not like the cute cliche, come up with a cool sermon title message preacher kind of guy. But if I was going to have one today, it would be this, stay salty and stay lit, all right? Turn to the person next to you and say, stay salty. Turn to the other person and say, stay lit, amen? You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Don't forget it. Don't get distracted. Don't get off course. Don't get derailed. Let's be salt and let's be light. 
Come on, man. Salt is good. All right? Salt seasons and flavors food. Just as Christians should enhance the flavorability and, 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 the, and the, the flavor of Jesus and influence the people of society around them. Look, as Christians, we got to be like salt. Just like salt makes everything better, we should make everything better. When you go to work, you should make that place better. When you go to the gym, you should make that place better. When you go to school, you should make that place better. When you go to Walmart, Jesus, make it better. Amen? You know, like, seriously, when, 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 when we go out into the world, if we're not making things better, we're not being salt. If we were to take a step back and look at your digital footprint, are you making Facebook better? Are you making Facebook worse? Are you making Twitter better? Are you making it worse? Some of you TikTok people, are you making TikTok better? Are you making it more weird? Snapchat, I don't get on there. Look, I know I'm getting old when the young people say, hey, you're not on Snapchat. I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm too old for that. Are, we, are you making Snapchat better? Or are you making it worse, right? We've got to make everything better as Christians. We've got to season the world around us with the goodness of God. Amen? Salt makes everything better. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 2.14, God always makes his grace visible in Christ, who includes us as partners of his endless triumph. Through our yielded lives, he spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere we go. We've got to be salt everywhere we go. Even the hard places, even the difficult places, even with your enemies, even with the people you don't get along with, even with your family, even with your unsaved people, right? Come on. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. As believers, we need to be salt and enhance the world around us with righteousness, Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? The word says that he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become what? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We need to be the salt of righteousness in the world around us today. Where there seems to be no moral compass of right, wrong, up, down, left, right, boy, girl. You know, I don't want to get into all that. We've got to be righteousness in the earth today. We've got to be truth in the earth today. Man, it got super quiet all of a sudden. Must have touched something in here by the Spirit. When that happens, that should be a red flag to us that we need to, to pause for a moment and say, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? Right? We've got to be righteousness. Righteousness is not defined by your opinion. Righteousness is not defined by your version of truth. Righteousness is defined by right standing with Jesus. And the only thing that defines that for us is the blood of Jesus, the cross, and the word of God. And so let's make sure we're aligning ourselves with that. The Bible says in Proverbs 11.10, when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. God wants to advance you in your job. God wants to move you into places of prominence and positions of influence in, in, in your school, in your workplace, in the world around you, so that we can be the salt of righteousness in the world around us. Amen? The kingdom of God is righteousness and peace. 
I love Isaiah 26.3, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. Perfect, absolute peace surrounds those whose imaginations are consumed with you. They confidently trust in you. We've got to project to the world around us what it looks like to live in peace in the midst of a storm. Right? So that, so that when you talk with your friends and when you get around people at your workplace that, that may not, that not know details about your life, but they know, man, when you come to work, peace comes in there with you. The salt of peace comes in there with you. Amen? I love what the Bible says in Romans 12, 18. This is really good for us right now. This is a really good reminder for us right now in this heightened, divisive, politically charged environment that we live in. Do all you can to live in peace with everyone. This is Romans 12, 18. If you need to put it on your forehead so you can remember this, when you look at yourself in the mirror, then do it. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Everyone. This is how we are the salt of the earth. Hebrews 12, 14. Work at living in peace with everyone. Sometimes we don't live in peace with everyone because it's hard work. It's hard work sometimes to live in peace with everyone, is it not? Sometimes somebody's got to be the bigger person. Sometimes somebody's got to be the spirit-filled person that allows the Holy Spirit to produce peace on the inside of them so they can project peace to the world around them, right? Somewhere, somehow, we've got to be these people of peace. The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, right? Amen? Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. So the kingdom of God is righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. If there is anything that I would love to single out right now that we need in the church and in the world, it's joy. We need some joy. We need a joy bomb just to go off in this place and people laugh and people shout, people run, people dance, people just get happy. Come on, man. I, I love it that people are putting their Christmas stuff up already because people are desperate for joy, right? People are desperate for something good. People are desperate for the salt of joy that we should have as believers because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen? Be joyful in every season is what the scripture says. In every circumstance, even when... Troubles, y'all know the scripture in James, trials, persecutions, count it pure joy. Look, we got to get some joy back, amen. We already got Christmas lights up at our house. It's 75 degrees and we got Christmas lights up. We don't have a tree up yet. I drove through downtown the other day and they're putting the Christmas tree up. I'm on social media and I see people putting their Christmas stuff up because people are desperate for joy. So we've got to be that. You need to laugh more. You need to smile more. You need to be happy more. When you go into the workplace and everybody else is grumpy on Monday morning, take some Krispy Kreme donuts up in there and shed, share some joy. Come on, man. Go to Walmart. Go to, go to Kroger. They've got them like two for four dollars to get like a bunch of boxes of Christmas tree cakes. And take them to work and spread some joy. Right? Come on, man. We've got to be joyful. We've got to be joyful. We've got to do that as believers. Grumpy believers are the worst. <laughs> Come on, man. 
talking about I got a Jesus sticker and a Jesus t-shirt and I've got my No Shave November Jesus beard and I wear Birkenstocks in December because I want to try and be like Jesus and then you're just grumpy and mad at the world. Come on, something's not adding up here, right? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. We need more joy. Somebody say joy. Amen. Amen. We need joy. So not only does salt flavor everything and salt is good, salt preserves. Y'all know this. There's a lot of things I wanted to hit today, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to keep it here to these two. Salt preserves. As believers, we as individuals preserve godly influence in the world around us. Listen to this. By resisting moral corruption and decay. I hit this just a moment earlier, but I want to read this scripture to you. The Bible says in James 1.27, and some of these scriptures aren't on the screen because I, I didn't want you to focus on the screen. I want you to just hear this stuff, get it in your spirit. You write it down, take notes, go home and read it later. In the Amplified, pure and unblemished religion, as it is expressed in outward acts, in the sight of God and Father, is this. To visit and look after the fatherless and the widows in their distress. And to keep oneself uncontaminated by the secular world. If we are going to preserve godliness in this world, we can't look like, sound like, act like, feel like the world. Somewhere, somehow, some way, we have got to be consecrated. We've got to be separate. We've got to be godly in a godless world. And I don't know how that hits you, but however it hits you, let it hit you. I hope it hits you hard today because we need this right now. We need this. And not just in light of everything that's happening uh, in this current moment, but because it's what God has called us to do. He says that, that pure religion, undefiled is how the King James would say, is to keep yourself unstained from the world. Keep yourself unstained from the world. That means don't let it get on you. It's like you're wearing a white t-shirt and you're trying to eat barbecue. Don't get the stain on you, right? Come on, man. Don't, don't let it get on you. Don't get, don't get so close. This is what we do sometimes is we say, how close can I get to the world but not let it influence me? How, how, how close can I get to the water uh, but not get in? Stop that mentality and say, how close can I get to the Father that I look so much like heaven and I sound so much like heaven and I feel so much like Jesus that I absolutely transform the world around me. The Bible says run from the appearance of evil. we got to quit commingling and trying to fit in. Look, you're weird, bro. You don't fit in. And it's good. Embrace the weirdness. It's okay, right? It's okay. It's good. You're not supposed to look like everybody else. Look, if we're going to believe that, that Conway, Arkansas can be a kingdom city, then it's got to look, sound, and feel different. And, and it's okay for us to embrace that, that Conway doesn't look like your other favorite city, right? That, that Conway doesn't have to have the same temperature of the temperature of the culture because here people pray, here people fast, here people love, here people are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, right? I don't live anywhere else. I live right here. I'm going to pray for everywhere else. I'm going to fast for everywhere else. I'm going to pray for Africa. I'm going to pray for China. I'm going to pray for Florida. But I live right here. So I want the place that I live. I have a responsibility to make the place that I live look like Jesus. To where the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God and his Christ. Amen? 
So we've got to be salt. Amen? Say it again. Stay salty. <laughs> don't lose your saltiness. Don't, don't get caught up in all this stuff going on around you and, and, and lose your spiritual habits. Lose your spiritual connectivity. Because that place is not a good place. That place of emptiness, that place of brokenness, uh, that, that place of, of just lostness is not a good place. We've got to stay salty, amen. We've got to stay salty for the world around us. Not only does the Bible call us the salt of the earth, Jesus calls us. This is so crazy. He calls us the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world, right? Yeah, but, but, he, but he looks at his disciples and he says, you are the light of the world. I mean, can you imagine this? He, he points to sinners and fishermen and, and messed up guys that are just whatever kind of guys, that have no education and, and have no kind of history of serving God. They don't have any kind of generational legacy of pastors and preachers and evangelists and prophets. And he looks at them and he, and he points, I can, I can imagine Jesus peering into their eyes and saying, you are the light of the world. And I feel like the Father wants to come in the room today and look at you face to face, grab your face and just look at you. You know, I tell Harrison when I want to tell him something that I really want him to hear, look at my face. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. He says, you are a light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Or do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand? And it gives light to all who are in the house. And in Jesus' time, you can see this on the screen. People used small clay lamps. And this is how they worked. The bottom part of that lamp was filled with olive oil. And the only way that the wick would stay lit is that it had to continually soak up that olive oil. And so for us, as Christians, as believers, I want to tell you to soak up the oil of the Holy Spirit and light yourself on fire and let the world watch you burn. Soak up the oil of the Holy Spirit. Get in His presence. Get in His face. Turn the TV off. Turn the distractions off. Soak up in your spirit the oil of the Holy Ghost and then light yourself on fire and let the world watch you burn. We have got to be light in the darkness. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.8, once your life was full of sin's darkness, but now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because your union with him. Your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. If you're searching for purpose, you're searching for vision, you're searching for a mission in your life, I just laid it out for you. doesn't matter if you've been saved for five minutes or you've been saved for 50 years. Because of your union with him, your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. Philippians 2.15 for then you will be seen as innocent, faultless, and pure children of God, even though you live in the midst of a brutal and perverse culture. That's pretty accurate language. For you will appear among them as shining lights in the universe. 
you appear among them as shining lights in the universe. We've got to shine our light, the light of Jesus, brighter right now than we ever have before. We've got to shine the light of Jesus, the love of Jesus, as brightly as you possibly can. Quit hiding your light. I want to encourage you to be bold for Jesus. Being bold for Jesus doesn't mean beating up people that don't agree with your viewpoint. Being bold for Jesus doesn't mean getting caught up in useless, worthless political arguments. Being a light for Jesus means speaking of the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. Being the light of Jesus means you speaking of the the blood of Jesus that was shed abroad and, and that is alive on the inside of your heart today that you can say, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's happening in your life, but God is faithful. He's good. He can deliver you. He can set you free. You don't have to be addicted. You don't have to be bound. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be sick. Come on, somebody. We've got to shine bright for Jesus. The truth is, the way we are going to see the revival, uh, the outpouring that that we we are contending for and believing God for in our nation is not us coming in here and having really great services. That will be a component of it. But what's really going to begin to happen is when you begin to become the salt and the light, When you begin to embrace and embody the fullness of what God has called you to do and who he's called you to be, that means everywhere you go, the kingdom goes with you. And so that means we're not just having revival in the church, we're having revival in Kroger, we're having revival in the pharmacy, we're having revival on the campuses, we're having revival in your house. Amen? That's what this looks like. I love how this scripture says, Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let me ask you this question today. Is the world around you seeing your works, and are they good or are they not? And do your works cause someone to glorify your Father in heaven or doubt your Father in heaven? Do the works that you are projecting every day in person, on social media, In secret, in private, the spirit that you release when you go into places, are those works glorifying your Father in heaven? Are they causing people around you to glorify your Father in heaven? Because what this is saying to us is that as the Holy Spirit works through you, as you become salt, as you become light, you can do works that cause people around you to glorify your Father in heaven. So as you glorify your Father in heaven, as you do the things that he's called you to do, then it causes the world around you, like a ripple effect, to begin to glorify your Father in heaven. We need the world to see our good works. Amen. Brother Otis, if you'll help me. The world is desperate. Whether, Whether they realize it or not, whether they're aware of it or not, The world is desperate for a real encounter with the real Jesus. Over the past several weeks we've been talking about, you know, the rapture, the returning of the Lord and that kind of stuff. And pastor mentioned a scripture in Romans where it says the earth is groaning and travailing for the revealing of the sons of God. 
and the world may not realize it, and you may not realize it, but the truth is, the world around you is groaning and travailing. What does that mean? They're desperate for you to be salt and light. Jesus came, shed his blood, restored relationship with you, empowered you by the fire and baptism of the Holy Spirit, not for you to come in here and sit in rows, sing a few songs, put your tithe check in the offering and go back home. We've got to be salt and we've got to be light. We've got to win this world for Jesus. I know this sounds old school and I know it sounds simple, but we've got to do this. We can't get lost in the shuffle with, with the, the stuff going around uh, on around us and forget to do this. We can't forget to be salt and we can't forget to be light. The world needs to see our good works. The world needs to see us fulfilling the great commandment. The world needs to see you loving your God with all your heart and loving your neighbor as you love yourself. The world needs to see us, believers, loving each other well. Look, we can't love the world right if we can't love each other right. This division, divisive stuff in the church, look, division in the world is one thing. Division in the church, we can't have. Division in the body, we can't have. We can't fix a broken world if we can't fix a broken body right here. It's on us, right? Jesus did it. He paid for it. We got to step up and do it. Amen? We've got to. The Bible says they will know we are believers by how we love one another. The Bible says in 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, go read it. Read 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. See over and over again where he tells you, my commandment is that you love one another. My commandment is that you love one another. My commandment is that you love one another. He even says that if you can't love believers, that it means you haven't passed from death to life. The world needs to see us living out the teachings of Jesus. Go read the Gospels. Whatever happened to loving your enemy? Whatever happened to the golden rule? Anybody else like me grew up in Assembly of God Church, grew up in Royal Rangers, grew up in Missionettes, learning the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. What happened to that? The world needs to see us leave the 99 and go after the one. The world needs to see us parent well. The world needs to see us work well at the workplace. Whatever happened to do everything is unto the Lord. Everything. The world needs to see us give well. The world needs to see us be generous, not greedy. The world needs to see us show grace and mercy. The world needs to see us forgive. The world needs to see us bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Come on, what happened to that? The world needs to see us be the church. I want to tell you this today, church. We still have work to do. We still have work to do. We still have a light to shine. We still have good news. 
we still have the gospel of Jesus Christ that is good news. We still have good news. And we still have a king that is to come. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get derailed. Don't get distracted. Be salt. Be light. We've got to do this. I can't say it enough. Detach yourself from the spirit of the age. This divisive, backbiting, argumentative spirit. Let's be the church. Let's be love. Let's be Jesus. Let's be salt. Let's be light. Amen. Our calling does not change according to the climate of the culture. This isn't the worst thing we've ever been through. It's not, probably not the worst thing we're going to go through. Let's be honest, right? Look at history. Read the Bible. Thank God we're not getting chained up and beaten with rods and shipwrecked and bitten by snakes. And Come on, look at Paul's life, right? Come on. But the truth is, we serve a God that is faithful and that changes not. And his assignment for your life, your call to be salt, your call to be light, doesn't change with the ever-changing climate of our culture. No matter what the circumstance, no matter what the trial, no matter what the tribulation, no matter who's the president, no matter who's the mayor, no matter who's the principal at your school, no matter who your boss is, you still have to be salt and you still have to be light. Our kingdom assignment is not altered by temporary systems of the earth. Our assignment and our mission is mandated by eternal kingdom principles. Eternal kingdom principles. So I want to encourage you today to be salt and to be light. Amen. Be salt and be light. Be salt and be light. I believe that we're going to see the greatest revival that, that history has ever recorded in the coming days. That God is going to, to do things that we've never imagined. That he's the God of the impossible. He, he's the God of revival. He's the God of restoration. He's the God that brings dead things back to life. We're going to see it. We're going to see it. We've got to be salt and we've got to be light. Amen. Last scripture that I want to read and then I want us to pray and, and bring this word to agreement. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 49 verse number 6. He says, you will do more than restore the people of Israel to me. Listen to this. I will make you a light to the Gentiles, and you will bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. I pray to God today that the light of God shines so bright in you that it doesn't just reach your family, it doesn't just reach your friends, it doesn't just reach your city, but it reaches the nations of the earth. There's such a light of God, a salt and a light coming out of us that we would see revival hit this planet like nothing we've ever seen before in Jesus' name. Amen.
stand with me all over the room. Put your Bible and your purse and your phone and all that stuff down. And we're going to do two things here. First is, man, you know, I just feel like that, that moments of revival always start with moments of repentance. And so I think we just need to ask the Lord, man, forgive us for not being salt. Forgive us for not being light. Forgive us for maybe getting caught up in this craziness around us. Let's, let's return to a foundation of knowing who our God is and knowing who he's called us to be. And, and then let's let the Holy Spirit give us fresh baptism and fresh empowerment. I've got a great friend who told me the other day that he had been seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and the gift of the Holy Spirit since, since he was in college and he's about my age. And, uh, and he said just, just the other day, he was just praying at his house, just praying. The Holy Spirit came over him and he started speaking in tongues uncontrollably, got the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and man, like that's the kind of stuff we got to have, amen. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit to hit us and refill us. As we were praying in the room today, as Trey and, and Brother Larry and, 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 and DMAC and a bunch of other guys were in here, Brother Daniel, Otis, and Blake, we were in here praying. It's interesting that they were all men. I believe that the Lord even, even quickened my spirit today. There's a revival happening in men and leaders of homes. But, but that we begin to pray and, and just ask God, fill us fresh today, God. Baptize us fresh today, God. Set us on fire again today, God, so that we can be burning lights for you. We can be the salt of the earth today. So come on, lift your hands with me all over the room today, and let's pray. And then Brother Otis is going to lead us in worship. If you want to come to this altar and pray, let's take a moment here. Let's not rush. Let's pray and ask God and respond to this message today. Lord, we ask you today. To cover us with your blood. We repent today for not being salt and not being light. For, for not being intentional about spreading the flavor and, and the fragrance of Jesus to the world around us. Help us to be salt today in Jesus' name. God, we ask you, we repent of not being light and not being a light that shines in the darkness, maybe even being timid about the truth of God or the light of God, and maybe even losing a little bit of oil in our lamp. But God, I ask you today to refill us with fire. I ask you today, God, to baptize us fresh and new, God. Overflow in our hearts today. Overflow in our lives today, God. Baptize us again with the fire and the presence of Holy Spirit. Make us salt. Make us light, God. We want to see you move like you've never moved before. We want to see you do things we've only seen in our dreams, in our imagination. God, we ask you, let it start with us today. Make us salt. Make us light. I declare over these people today that you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Let's be who God has called us to be in Jesus' name. Come on, lift your hands with me all over the room. Let's worship Jesus together.
I just want to ask you to lift your hands again. Come on, I just want us to, to lift our voices. Come on, just from your own heart, from your own spirit. Just begin to lift your voice. I know that sometimes we, we tend to hide behind the music, but I want the music to come down, and I just want the church. Come on, can you just begin to lift your voice and tell the Lord, make me salt, make me light. Let's, let's let a sound of prayer come out from this room this morning. Come on, lift your voice, church, lift your voice. Hallelujah. God, make us salt, make us light, God. Come on, lift your voice, lift your voice. Don't be shy, don't be uncomfortable, don't be awkward about it. Come on, you're, nobody's listening to you, you're talking to the Father. Come on, lift your voice, lift your voice. God, fill us today with the Holy Spirit. God, baptize us today, fresh and new. Make us salt, make us light, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come on. Come on. Thank you, God. Oh, we lift you up. We lift you up, Jesus. We lift you up, Jesus. We lift you up, Jesus. Thank you, God. The Bible says in Romans 15, verse number 13, it says, now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflow. To overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit 
continually surround your life with his super abundance until you radiate with hope. I want to read that again, and this is my declaration over you as we get ready to leave today. In fact, I want you to just stretch your hand toward me. I'm going to declare this as a prophetic word over you today. Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy. Yeah, uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in Him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with His super abundance until you radiate with hope in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody shout amen and lift your voice and give God your best praise. Come on, let's lift up a shout of praise to God in this room today. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, God. Come on, lift it up a little bit longer and a little bit louder. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you, Lord. We bless you today in Jesus' name. Thank you for worshiping with us. Thank you for being here. Join us Tuesday morning at 10 online. Join us Wednesday night at 6.30. We'll be here next week. And I just pray that you have the most incredible week you've ever had in Jesus' name. Go get those donuts and those Christmas tree cakes and surprise your coworkers tomorrow morning. God bless you. Have an awesome week. Share the love with somebody around you. We'll see you this week. Praise God.